The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. gentlemen you're listening to the verse cast the star citizen podcast my name is john abraham my name is jimmy croker hey everybody gleep here this is the verse cast episode number 31 today is june 2nd 2945 standard earth time and you know on this day in 1925 lou gehrig passed willie pip in the race for the most consecutive games 2130 dang I was yeah, I was really I was really upset. I'm a huge Pip fan. <laughs> yeah, Poor Wally. We never talk about him. Never anymore. talk about him. Who remembers Wally? Yeah, I mean, you know, he used to show up show up at the hamburger stand and get free malteds. No mm-hmm. more. No more. Yeah. There's a movie about Lou Gehrig with uh, uh what's his name Cooper. Uh, oh, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a. Well, it's a brutal, uh, a brutal disease. His uh, well, yeah, that has his name. Yeah, you know, it, uh, took my uh, took my father in law. Oh no, nasty. yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's not go bummer, man. Let's go happy. It's good to be back, and uh, only twenty one hundred podcasts to go, and we will surpass that record. <laughs> it's in reach. It's in reach. <laughs> it is in reach. That's I figure at once a week. That's only about forty one years to go. Perfect. So. So we we may we may have reached the the actual release of the PU by then. So <laughs> General Hospital's been going for like a hundred years. So yeah, I know. if, if that can survive, then you're like <laughs> so first cast. Absolutely, the world is the universe is always going to need guys with ships. Yeah, it's very true. That's right. And you probably have noticed, you guys probably didn't because of the way that the universe comes together here, but we have a new song, a new intro, and a new outro. Uh, It is called Fall Drift. It is still Ronald Jenkins, and it is still off of his album Alphanumeric. So please do go check it out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. Thank you, sir, for letting us use it. And uh, give a shout out to, I believe it was Hardpoint who suggested it. in the forums so um took a listen liked it and uh, it cut up real nice for uh for use as our intro and outro so thank you sir for uh for uh pointing that out to us so uh it's been a couple weeks we uh we've got the uh the summer season sort of started here what have you guys been up to uh jimmy uh you had some you had some ink done didn't you yeah i got a tattoo and uh most recently watched a movie in a graveyard <laughs> at um, the same time what? Not, not at the same time no <laughs> oh, okay. um so yeah i'm sure some people saw some pictures online um i got um i had in the 90s i had some not so really good tribal work done and mm. uh as most people did in the 90s um so i just <laughs> got um the bigger part of my chest piece done um i've got a steampunk heart 
uh, in the center of my chest, and then I've got gears on the uh, left side, uh, which covered up all the tribal. And it looks great, but oh my god, I'm just. I got to go back in like two weeks uh, or in about two months to get some touch-up work and some shadowing and just to kind of finish it off. But I am very excited that I will not have any more ink requirements on my chest because it hurts a lot. That is a very <laughs> painful spot to get a tattoo. Um, but it healed up great. Uh, my artist is amazing. Um, very fortunate um, that he was able to cover up the bad stuff with some really good stuff. And yeah. And then um, this past Saturday, uh, I was at Hollywood Forever, uh, and uh, it was me, the missus, and a good friend of ours, and uh, we got to see uh, Vertigo. So Hollywood Forever, oh. yeah, Hollywood Forever is a is a uh, cemetery in LA that mm-hmm. about fifteen years ago had fallen into disrepair, and so a company called Sinespi came in and said, "Look, we'd like to do a, a, a summer season." where we show movies and they actually projected onto the back of uh, the main mausoleum wall. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll donate a percentage of our proceeds to the cemetery. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like, Ooh, that, that could be in bad taste, but it turned the cemetery around. The cemetery is doing very well. Now it's thriving and they're on their 14th season and they've got it down to a science. Everybody comes in and, you know, people are very respectful of the grave sites and it's hundreds of people and we all hang out and we all watch a movie and then, you know, we all go home. And it's it's a really cool, really cool L.A. thing. Yeah. Well, interesting. So who's the most famous person buried there? I don't think there's too many uh, famous people buried at this one. Hollywood Forever is, um, I think, more studio execs and... Uh, people like that. Uh, I don't think there's too many famous people there. Uh, I'd have oh. to, I'll have to look it up and find out. Uh, but usually, like, we go in and it's dusk. So we'll go in and, you know, find our seat and watch our movie. And then it's nighttime and we split. So Before it gets too scary. Before it gets too scary, yeah. They do do an all-night one. They do it once uh, once a year. They do an all-night uh, movie uh, marathon, which is always really cool, too. But I'm a little too old for that. It kind of hurts my back after a while laying in the grass for that long. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, but probably more importantly, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Soul Invictus. What do you think? Oh, I love that record. It's great. Um, good, okay. good return to form for Faith No More for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I I agree with you. I'm going to give a qualified thumbs up. But mm-hmm. uh, you might want to try this at home. Uh, play it back to back with uh, Angel Dust. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I still, I still highly recommend it, but it's a qualified highly recommend. How's that? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's definitely, um, I would say it's definitely stronger than uh, King for a Day, and it's, oh, yeah. it's yeah. stronger than, but right in line with Album of the Year. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. John, you have no idea what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> it's it's be, before Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. You know, her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, John, how have you been? What have you been up to? I've been good. Um, earlier this week, I saw Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, cool. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, it was... Honestly, it's probably my favorite Mad Max movie. Just because okay. it feels like it's a movie, and it's not just random scenes of stuff happening. Now, is it a reboot of the original? No. Yeah, it's like okay. a continuing story. Okay, okay. Well, 
Kind of. Well, you know, like it's same character, same universe, yeah, different well, story. The thing that's that's persistent. The only thing that's really persistent through all the movies is the character Mad Max, um, yeah. because the first movie takes place in in a world that doesn't feel too disconnected from reality. Um, and then by the time they get to the third one, it feels like it's just a complete wasteland and people are like completely insane. Um, and yeah, it's it, like it, Burning Man Festival. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> only, only with a lot, a lot less happy and a lot less drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, I don't think those movies are meant to be like a, cognitive story i think and i think george miller the director himself has just said that they're not supposed to like go flow into each other oh yeah 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 no no i yeah i agree with you on that totally yeah um but yeah this one was awesome it's just it's constant action um there wasn't a ton of cg which i was really impressed with it looked like they built all of these crazy vehicles and um i heard that they bought a bunch of uh, like cameras, like uh, DSLRs that you can buy from the store, uh, just so they could destroy them uh, to get certain <laughs> nice. shots. So, yeah, nice. I I highly recommend it. It's crazy action, a lot of fun. Cool, cool. It's on my list. I I, I think I have to wait one week after you guys see a movie before I go. I think isn't that in in our bylaws? I think somewhere? that's the rule. Yeah. yeah. So really, really cool um, bit of trivia. Uh, okay. From the first Mad Max movie, uh, yeah. the biker leader, his name was Toe Cutter. Yeah. Uh, same actors playing uh, Immortan Joe. What? Yep, it's the same actor. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I'd uh, seen that in like some video clip where there were like 15 facts about Mad Max that you don't know, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh wow, that just makes that so much cooler. Yeah, I think All it's right. cool that it's the same director. I didn't know that until like yeah a couple of days before I saw it. Well, and it's like it's funny. There's there are um, there are gentlemen out there. I'll use the term loosely that um, are, that say that are saying that like oh this is like a you know very girl power movie. And it's like if you go back and look at all the previous movies, there's always been strong female characters in all the movies. So yeah, it's not really much of a departure. And I think it I think it's great. I, I loved. Um, I, I just, yeah, the whole movie was great. The characters were great. The story was great. Um, very little dialogue, all action, just yeah, all the good things about gratuitous action movies that you, that you love. Well, Charlize Theron, if that's how you say it, um, she was awesome. Yeah. I, lo- yeah, I yeah. loved her character. She did a great job. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now, what about you, Gleep? I uh, remember correctly, you were working on rebuilding your PC. Yes, and if you can hear this now, it uh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> or at least to some extent. If you stop hearing me at some point during the broadcast, then you'll know it was a qualified success. Um, so, but yeah, that's what I that's what I spent my three day weekend doing and uh, running back and forth to Fry's and saying, "Well, how about this one? Will this one work?" And the guy saying, eh, "I don't know." So, but anyway, it, it all came together and I'm booting to solid state and boy, howdy is that fast. What's, uh, what's, what's the theme of your fries? The theme of my fries, stuffed animals. Really? It's, it's an enormous warehouse of stuffed animals. Wow. The one here in LA has got a giant UFO crashed into the front of it. No, we're... Fries have themes? 
Uh huh. I not that I'm aware of. I mean, mine. I think <laughs> just sort of by default they had to do because it's cavernous. It's huge. Um, and they don't have enough merchandise to fill it, so they're just like these huge sections that are just overrun with stuffed animals. Wow, that's weird. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad actually, but um, <laughs> yeah, some of them. If if you just randomly Google Fry's Electronics, you, you'll actually see on the first page the one with the UFO in the front of it. That's the one that's in L.A. Um, but then they've got a sci-fi one that's out in Corona, um, and they've got a couple of other themed ones here and there. Um, yeah, I, I just assumed that all the fries were like that, but looking at this Google search, that's not the case. Yeah, well, L.A. is special. It's true. Yeah, Sacramento, not so much. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of Star Citizen, um, since the last time we recorded, we had a concept sale. It was a flawless segue. I love you. I love your non sequitur segues, Gleep. They're my favorite. Thank you. Um, and it went on sale. I guess what was it? It was not last Friday. The Friday before. And is it? It's. It went off yesterday, or it went off today. Did it end today? I, I think it's ending today. All right. So um, chances are, if you're hearing this, it's over because this ain't going to be out until tomorrow. This Whoa. is true. Oh, this is. It's weird. Uh, but anyway. I got one. I like it. I think it's. Um, I think it's a very. <laughs> of, course uh, of course, I did. I did not melt anything to get it. Um, but it is. Um, you know, and it's. But it's. It's. It's a cool looking. It's very sexy looking ship. It's. You know. But of course, you know, because it's a. It's a misc ship. And um, uh, the description here, they say that it makes copious use of Jean technology, the most ever applied to a human ship design. From a moving cockpit that slots into place depending on the flight mode to omnidirectional thrusters licensed under trade agreement with AUPA. I guess that's how you pronounce that. The Reliant is one of the most high-tech ships on the market today. Advanced Jean metal composites make up the armored wingspan, and every control surface has been meticulously updated from those developed for the Freelancer by MISC's internal Xenotech team. So it's, um, um, and I think it's done pretty well because I, I listened, I forget, it was to one of the shows on CIG. They talked about fairly early on, they had already sold a thousand of them. So, you know, that's, you know, for a starter ship, that's not bad. No, no, it's great. I mean, it's their, the first in their quote unquote tier two uh, starter ships. So I fit at right. a $50 price tag, you know, it's a cool ship. Yeah, I think so. Did you guys uh, have any uh, interest at all in, in getting one or just it was like, meh? Um, I considered it. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat that it has the the cargo space that you can actually walk inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the sort of transforming, rotating chairs and stuff. I thought I thought it, I think it's pretty cool, and I think it'll be great as an option for uh, starter ships. Sort mm-hmm. of like a little bit more expensive option for people that are uh, just buying into the game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I figured I, I have the uh, hull B for my hauling purposes, and uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think I needed one, but I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, ahead, Jimmy. I, I was gonna say it's the same with me. Um, I mean, I think it's a great looking ship, but when I put it up against my Cutlass Black, as far as a a mini hauler goes, it's just there's there's no it's a, it's a downgrade from the black because the black has um, the uh, ports so that you can join with other ships. It's got a, a slightly bigger cargo uh, setup. It's got better armament. It's got better weapons. 
Um, so as far as a mini hauler, because for me, I, I kind of look at, at a smaller hauler as something that I'll use in null, in null sec, for lack of a better term, to grab some higher end cargo and then bringing, bring it out into a safer area where I can preload it onto my, uh, my Andromeda. And mm-hmm. so when I looked at the black versus the, um, versus the Reliant, I, I just, I couldn't, it, it didn't do an, enough Whereas the black kind of covered all the things that I want in a mini hauler. So that's a cool ship, but just, yeah, I, like I said, I, I've got what I need in my black. So, well, it's, it's half the price of a cutlass. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I already have it. So right, right. No, I understand. Um, and, and it holds, it holds 30 SCU. Um, the cutlass holds 32 according to that magic table we keep referring back to. Right. Um, so it's, um, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not disagreeing with your opinion. I'm just saying, you know, it's, um, I, I was sort of surprised by the amount of capacity given the oh, visuals yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, it was funny because I pulled up, there's a couple of other ships and, and I forget now, but, um, I had a bunch, like three or four ships all lined up that were right around the 30 SCU mark. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, no, no, the, the, the uh, the reliant as far as cargo space is right on point with the black, but like I said, it's just for me, um, you know, having the um, the 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 pirate uh, boarding port mm-hmm. is I think going to be valuable when I'm meeting up with people out out in the black and I want to grab cargo off of them, mm-hmm. um, and then also you know the better armament and the better weapons. Just for me personally, it's just a better fit. Um, but as far as a base starter ship goes, especially at 30 SCUs, it really is a great mini hauler. Well, and I, and I was thinking when they because we talk, uh, they talked about the the planned variants, and this is still very early stages, so right. it's all of course subject to change. But um, one of the variants they have is what they're calling a news van, which uh, seems like it's just a it's basically a um, um, a spy ship, you know, something similar to uh, the it's a communication ship, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like uh, a a Herald Light. Yeah, and so I was sort of thinking that that might be, and I and I, I couldn't remember exactly what's in your hangar if you had a starter ship lying around that you would uh, potentially melt to uh, to uh, move up to that. But anyway, when I saw that part about the news van, um, deep space broadcasting, I guess, is what they anticipate yeah. that using. Um, See, that, that to me sounds like the opposite of a herald. <laughs> How yeah, so? no, that's a good point because it's broadcasting out info instead of trying to take in info. Yeah. 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 Well, but you know, you could be. You know, that's that's your your cover is that you know while you're broadcasting oh, out, uh, you know, the latest uh, tour dates for uh, uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, you could uh, also be uh, like listening. It's um. It, it's a really to good Nicki Minaj to Nicki Minaj. Oh boy. Among other things. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. It's a really. It, what's cool about it is uh, what's cool about the Reliant is that in a way it's kind of it is kind of a, a like a mini hauler and then it is a mini explorer and then it's also a mini uh info runner or, or a mini herald and then uh, they're also talking about the skirmisher which will be a mini combat ship so it, it seems to me like it, it it's got a lot of different options that you can you know fill different roles with and you've got the second seat um and it's just a little bit more than what you get out of those first tier ships so it's a great design it's a great concept and mm-hmm. i'm glad it's i'm glad it's done well yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be a, a fun ship. Um, uh, I think that probably the skirmisher um, it will be something along the lines of 
uh, or have you know sort of the firepower maybe of like a, a, a Delta Mustang Delta. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but you, it'll be uh, two people too, so it's sort of like a, a downsized or a downpowered uh, Super Hornet. Where yeah, you can have a. Uh, you know, have a guy on the guns and the other guy uh, flying the thing. I'm I'm really interested to see how nimble it is. If it's nimble like um, like the the Mustang or the um, um, or the Gladius. I mean, how cool would that be if it was like a, you know like the Gladius? Yeah. Uh, but well, isn't my... it supposed to? It's supposed to. Um, uh, yeah or no? Uh, roll. It's supposed to roll a lot better than uh, other ships. Um, oh, okay. So it's supposed to be nimble in that way, I think. Interesting. There's a there's a whole conversation about it in the forums if if you want to go look at it. Conversation is a friendly word. <laughs> I think there are some people that are very excited about it and upset and opinionated. Yes. There's uh, a lot of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a well, lot of opinions. I myself am look am looking forward to CCUing up to the researcher because I think that that will be a cool um, little uh, ship for doing that sort of gameplay. Because um, I've talked in the past, like I want to have a uh, two hangers, one hanger near where our org hanger, the org hanger in our mind, Jimmy, um, exists. <laughs> um, I want my physical org hanger or hanger near the the virtual org hanger and then i want one out in deep space somewhere you know just kind of on on a frontier or something so like if i'm you know if i just want to log in and go do something you know by myself out in the middle of nowhere then i have that opportunity available to me so i'm thinking that this will be a good ship for having out there oh absolutely i i i um i see and that's it's funny because that's kind of how i look at my black um, you know, it's kind of the more the, the ship that I dart into really nasty territory with um, to pick up, you know, some some high end stuff and, and then dart back out. Um, you know, it's 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 the ship that that I'm not going to mind if it gets destroyed a few times. You know, and I think that that the the Reliant kind of fills that role in a way, too. Yeah, especially when you get LTI on it. You know, because it's—I mean—not that LTI is a big deal. We we all agree with that, but it's—you know—it's sort of, um, uh, you know, you sleep a little easier at night knowing it. Oh, it blows up. That's fine. I'll get another one. Big. It is a big deal. Okay. (laughs) I feel really special about my LTI. Don't take that away from me. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Which which show was this? Never mind. Um, <laughs> so we ha- we have the base model, we have the researcher, we have the news van, and we have the skirmisher, and those are just the uh, the proposed right uh, variants at this. Time. Yeah, we don't so, have them yet. Right now, we only have the mini hauler. That is correct, and we don't even have that really. We have a pretty no, picture of it. We do have a know? pretty picture of it. This is true. Yeah. Um, so as they have done with the last couple concept sales, they did a Q&A following up um, the initial launch. And uh, they only had a two, it was only a two-parter this time, which I think I think worked out pretty well. Because I think last time, which ship, was it the uh, Star G or the Gem or the Starfarer? Yeah, the um, Starfarer. Where they, um, it seemed like they were stretching it a little thin to, to, uh, to go to three, uh, three parts. But um, I think they covered it pretty good here. And, and uh um, because I am interested in the uh, scientific uh, variant, the uh, the researcher variant, um, there were a couple of questions that jumped out to uh, to my eye. 
um, including would this be any good for exploring for jump points? How does it compare with the 315P, the only explorer in that price range? And I guess that's right that the yeah. um, I forget what the what the 315 costs. I think it's more though. It's like 70, isn't it? 75 or something like that. That's a good question. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're you're picking up any of the uh, of the uh, origin uh, ships for uh, under seventy bucks. Um, uh, but uh, what they said is to overall um, expect the three fifteen P to be better at finding jump points. That the Reliant is going to be doing more in system sensor scanning research and exploration, which I kind of found confusing. Because it's like, well, when you're doing exploration, isn't one of the things you're doing is finding jump points? Um, Sixty, um, uh, sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five. Okay. Now, is that is that package or standalone? The package uh, is seventy-five. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. standalone. Okay. Well, so, I think I think the big thing is we have to. We we're waiting on a. Um, uh, it's not an exploration dock. It's a. What are they calling pioneering. it? Pioneering. Pioneering. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is we're waiting for that pioneering dock to kind of see all the different facets of exploration, because you're right. I, I agree with you. It's just kind of like, okay, well, what what do they mean by in-system scanning? Like, what are you looking for in-system? Uh, so, yeah, I think we kind of need that uh, that pioneering dock, which I'm thinking is the next one that's going to drop, isn't it? Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that, because, um, and we'll come up to it later, but they were talking about what uh, Tony's been working on. I thought he was working on the pioneering dock, uh, Tony Zerbeck. But, uh, oh, right, yeah. No, no, yeah, he's working on the, the, um, the, the economy. The economy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the economy, stupid, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it says that it still could definitely map a new jump point if you find one, but the bigger profile compared to the 315P may lead you to flying into into a smaller point than you could fit, and I, which totally confused me. Um, it's like, okay, so, you know, they've talked in the past about the Freelancer Durr being potentially one of the larger ships capable of mapping jump points. Now the uh, the Reliant is nowhere near the size of a Dur. Right. Um, now I get that the the three fifteen is a much more aerodynamic looking ship. So I mean, you know, it has a smaller, um, you know, footprint is not the right word, but um, wingspan. That that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I I, I kind of found it, it uh, confusing, but it does look like. Mapping jump points will be a part of what you will be able to do with this ship, which I say yay. Well, um, in in addition to other stuff yet to be uh, revealed in the uh, pioneering uh, document. Now, it's it's my understanding with jump points that the larger ships will run through jump jump points that are what you would consider a freeway or a highway or a byway, mm-hmm. and the smaller ships have the ability to travel what you would consider a dirt road. And I mm-hmm. think I think that's what they mean when when they're talking about those types of limitations. That the 315P is going to be able to go out onto the narrowest of dirt roads, if you will, mm-hmm. whereas the Reliant might not. Um, so I, I, I'm it, it's my understanding that that's kind of the way they're approaching jump jump points. So you've got your side streets, your main streets, your highways, your byways, your freeways, uh, your interstate highways, and you know what I mean. And so like your your hull E is only going to be able to travel on a major inter- interstate highway, so to speak, as far as jump points go. 
Well, yeah, but it's you know the the difference in beam between the two is is a, just a, a few meters. Yeah, you know? yeah, that is true. So I don't know. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I see your in point. Which ships? The Reliant and the three fifteen. Three fifteen does have a skinnier overall profile, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, but we're talking you know some small number of meters. We're not talking about you know in space right, right, is right. big. Yeah, you know? and nobody can hear you scream. No, not at all. Um, and sometimes, you know, that makes me sad. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, John, I, I cut you off. Did you have something to... Well, I was going to say that it seems like the Reliant wingspan is probably about as wide as a freelancer. Mm. Or is that not true? Because it seems pretty it, wide. It is pretty wide, like, if you compare it to, like, if you look at the picture eight of eight in the concept sale announcement, um, it's only slightly wider. Yeah, maybe a little bit wider than a Mustang. You know, maybe one, two, three. Yeah, maybe about twenty-five percent larger than a Mustang in width. Yeah, I guess it's not that large. No, um, certainly it's it's not as yeah, so it just seems it seems like that's, you know, given the the scope of 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 the enormity that we have just were discussing around all this stuff, it seems like well, no, it, it's not going to be good because it's three feet wider. You know, it's like, <laughs> right? Oh, that ruins the whole thing. Never mind, forget uh, it. Yeah, I want my money back. <laughs> um, have you guys s- ever seen the SSXW 2015 skin for the Aurora? No. I just I just randomly found it and it has like neon blue green red colors on it. It looks really no. cool. I'm going to link no. you guys. This this is really cool. I can't believe I haven't seen this. Honestly, I didn't even I've never really looked into the skins much, but can you only wow. get them for like the Aurora? Yeah, right so. now it's only the Aurora. Yeah. That's pretty wild yeah i like that oh wow yeah that is very cool looking i think i think i might have seen this in the past kind of in a passing glance but no that looks great yeah well they have an operation pitchfork uh skin for the aurora too which is interesting um um, but not for any other ships which makes me sad yeah, I'm really looking forward to now. They, it's still a little confusing. They're not gonna. They're they're saying that we're gonna be able to custom paint our ships, but so far the only thing that I've seen are basically preset skins. So I'm curious what they're gonna, how that's gonna all play out when it's finally fully realized. I think the custom painting is probably something that's gonna come later, um, and the skins are something they can probably do more easily right off the bat. Yeah. And they'll probably they'll probably offer that like right at the beginning of the PU the skins and then later do the custom painting because I I would think that that's something that's pretty involved. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, but so anyway, kind of in the in the second part of the the Q and A, they another person asked about the researcher variant and how it, it compared with other science oriented ships. And uh, what a prototypical, I like that word, mission um, that that variant would be suited for. And the answer was uh, equally vague uh, to the previous question. Um, They're good good like that. 
Yeah, scanner research. Basically, what they said is they don't. They're waiting for the um, uh, for the mechanic and the design to be detailed out, um, but that they wanted to have a starter ship um, with that theme to it. Um, so, like the, the next nearest is the three fifteen, um, and I and I don't think the three fifteen is as versatile as this ship. You know, I mean, you can't. Well, it doesn't have um, the, it, nearly the cargo capacity. No, no. I mean, it's faster. It's likely going to be faster. And um, I think you can probably outfit it uh, to be a better fighter. Although we don't know what the skirmisher uh, variant, how that's going to perform. So, Right. Uh, um, but, um, and then finally, uh, someone asked, uh, someone who says they have a fleet of bigger ships, including a Cutlass Akani, etc., uh, how would a Reliant complement it? Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. It said that it really depends on what kind of roles you're planning to play with your other ships. Like if you're going to be out in your Carrick doing exploration, then the Research Reliant would pair well with its increased maneuverability and scanner packages. So, um, you know, I think I think that that's kind of encouraging that if it is, that it will be a legitimate research vehicle i mean just on a smaller scale it's not it's not just going to be you know a a research light vehicle i mean it's not going to be you know you can yeah yeah you can do research you can go over there and you can count the number of rocks you know i mean it's it's actually going to be able to provide you with some useful information and complement a a larger uh expedition ship or exploration ship like the carrick so what's wrong with counting rocks well, because there's a lot of them, and the numbers get really big real quick. Yeah, yeah. so it's a big job. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, John. It reminds me, um, Star Wars. Going back to Star Wars Galaxies, um, one of the developers had said something offhanded at at, at a conference or, or online somewhere, but he basically was like, nobody wants to play a moisture farmer. And I kid you not. The, the backlash he got from people going, I want to play a moisture farmer. <laughs> and he was just like, it, it, he had a retracted statement. He was like, he's like, okay, all right, I get it. Okay, I'm sorry. Some people want to play a moisture farmer. <laughs> Some people want to count rocks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's um, that was kind of all I had for the uh, for the Reliant. I like I said, I mentioned I, I got one. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and um, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see what uh, what comes uh, what comes next for it. What do you, do you guys have any uh, sense of what the next concept sale is going to be? No, oh, but wow, I think yeah. I have a sense if you'll buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the answer to that is yes. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that we get the Endeavor soon. So you went you went out of pocket on this one. I did. I did. Yeah, uh huh. Your ships, I'm yeah. sure, were very happy to hear that. They all went, yay. And there was much rejoicing. Please don't melt us. <laughs> so um other stuff has happened since last we uh no. got together. Yeah. There are still no uh there's still no update on the Avenger variants. Boo! And Disco Lando still has a job, but oh, more about that later. Oh, poor Disco Lando, man! Seriously, like, I felt he so tweet- bad for that dude. He tweeted out uh, he, he just one sentence that said, "He said this is why I can't have nice things." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm 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 glad he's still got a job. I'm glad that you know you know. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's I, I don't think it's the end of the world for them either. So. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that in the uh, in the second part wow. of the show. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so I, I, that was what I gleaned out of uh, Reverse the Verse, um, episode 49. I'm going backwards this time because, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the way looking in the rearview mirror works. <laughs> um, around the Verse, episode 46, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, the Austin Report, uh, they talked about, and we were talking about this just a moment ago, uh, that Tony Zerbeck has finished the first iteration of his Universe Simulator, which, um, in, in other words, is the PU economy design. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that the design has gone off to some place called Wormbite Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, in Co- <laughs> yes, in Colorado for development. So, um, you know, I was kind of hoping that he had finished the Pioneer uh, design doc, but, uh, you know, it, it, this, the economy is going to be so important to everything that we've talked about to this point. You know, I mean, it, it literally impacts everything. So, um, I guess it's it's a good idea to get the to get that nailed down and working. Are we um are we going to see any aspects of the economy in the social module? You would have to think, huh, that we no, would be not, able to do not necessarily. Do, um, or at least like you know the the buying and selling they could, they could have some sort of auction house uh, function set up. Yeah, yeah, or some some sort of basic, or even, maybe even not even an auction house, but e- maybe even just allowing for, if you think about it in the social module, being able to purchase your, your weapons in-game uh, or your ship mods in-game as opposed to just having to get them um, at the VD store. So may- right. maybe we'll see that in uh, the social module. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we will have well, storefronts in the social module, but I, I don't think they've ever been clear as to whether or not they'll be fully functioning and, and we'll be able to make purchases. But... If it's coming out, I guess logically, because you got the first-person shooter, then the social module. So I would imagine that there'll be like, a, what is it, Cubby, Cubby Blast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd imagine Cubby Blast will be there, and you'll be able to go in and pick out weapons. Which Cubby Blast is kind of a weird name. It is. It is a strange name. It's you know, it's it's not a cool name like Banana Republic or you know. <laughs> I don't a- even Amber, remember Amber what Crombie that is. and Finch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Cubby Blast is, if I remember correctly, the store that you're able to purchase, uh, personal weapons. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and, and, like, there was some, like, clothing, too, wasn't there? You think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it was in one of the, one of the design docs, but, um... So yeah, I maybe in the in the social module. I mean, because I know people have been asking for a long time, and they say that it is coming eventually. Maybe w- it, that would be a good place for them to implement us being able to melt VD store purchases. Yeah, that would be great because I definitely have a few that I want to melt. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. What is the name of that children's clothing store? The one where they have like the the play area in the back. Don't know. Don't usually hang out at children's clothing stores. <laughs> They're usually at a mall, though. Oh, Jim, Jim, Jimboree or yeah, no? yeah, yeah. That one. It? It's it sounds oh. like that. Oh. Cubby hole. What is it? <laughs> Cubby, Cubby blast. Hole. Cubby blast. Yeah. Ew, Cubby sounds hole. Like... <laughs> Ew. Welcome to the Cubby hole. Yeah. Wait, what kind of bar is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so i just googled it uh cubby blast may be a personal weapons outlet uh the company's moniker appears to be a file uh file name of uh, uh it's still concept art cig's planning on releasing it with the planet 
Planetside art preview. So yeah, so there's still not a whole lot of info on it, but yeah, I would imagine that uh, getting the economy together is priority so that people can purchase weapons at uh, Cubby Blast. Well, I'm going to write in and suggest they change the name to Ammunition. Yeah. Somebody else used that, <laughs> Ammunition, <though. laughs> huh? <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, 10 for the producers, episode number seven. Um, there was a, an interesting question, which I think is going to affect us. Uh, they asked, will we get in-game chat with the FPS module? And, of course, the answer was yes. Yep. And we're going to get, speaking of the social module, we're going to get bigger and better chat with it. Um, but, and, and a point I thought which was interesting was they said that, that uh, Chris Roberts wants the, uh, the chat to be really, really immersive. Um, you know, so he wants it to, you know, like if you're um, if you're standing behind me on the ship, he wants my voice speaking to you to sound like it's coming from behind you. If we're communicating through um, across systems, he wants the communications to be somewhat garbled and maybe broken up. Um, so um, what occurred to me is what would we do we want to use that sort of um, uh, immersive um, functionality or do you think, or I guess what would we need for us to prefer the in-game chat over to, to something like Mumble? Well, we actually uh, talked about this a little bit yesterday at the meetup. Um, And I think it comes down to the fact that you have to be signed into the game to use that chat. Um, so if you're going to want to play other games, like if somebody's in Star Citizen, somebody's in Elite, um, mm-hmm. if you want to have that cross-game chat, then you have to have Mumble. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just more flexible that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe once we, like, we're all grouped up and we're all in Mumble, then it might be beneficial to use in-game comms because maybe they'll have, like, squad chat. So you can only speak to your squad that way. It's just more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, like different channels and stuff, that would that would probably be nice. I just I just want to be a fly on the wall in the concept meetings because the, Chris, I could just picture Chris ba- pitching this where he's like, I want the the chat service to be immersive. I want you to be able to tell how far people are away from you. I want to be able to uh, to be able to hear them when they're behind you. I want them to be able to break up when they're in a distance. And I hear him pitching this and I hear everyone's heads exploding like, "Oh, really? Okay, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out." And it's like, "I'm Chris Roberts. I have 90 million dollars, so almost 90 million dollars. Figure it out." Yeah. Um for me, I mean, I think the description alone is is the reason why. Like I agree with John, mumble is definitely going to be the way to go for maybe initially meeting up, um, for talking to people across games. But if they're able to pull off the type of chat service that they're talking about, I why why wouldn't you want to use it? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you want to be completely immersed in that world? You know, um, auto audibly or audibly as well as visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And like you said, the uh, what do you call it when you can hear when somebody's walking by and you can hear the audio, the uh, p- p- per peripheral. Per- is that it? Is it peripheral? Spatially aware? Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. That part sounds really cool. 
Like the yeah. fact that if somebody has a mic plugged in um, and they're speaking, they don't have to like do push to talk, but you can't hear them from a distance. But if you get close enough, you can hear them. Um, wow. And I yeah. think if if everybody ha- like had that on all the time, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. It'd be such a cool way to, to put yourself into the universe. Um, but but that's a tall order, man. Like, I'm really curious as to how they're going to pull that off. Yeah. Well, games have done it before. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think I think With- Halo does it. Really? Okay. Yeah. So when you get near a player, um, at least when they kill you, you can hear them talking as they run away from your body. Um, so I I don't think it's that that difficult to do. I think games have done it before. It's just that they haven't done it fully um and really embraced it. So mm, I think okay. I think if if they really do it right with Star Citizen, they could really nail it and it would be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think it was Vendus last night that was talking about a game. I can't remember what game it was, but there was a game that forced people to use in-game comms. And if someone could prove that someone else was using an outside chat client like Mumble or Skype, um, they would they could get that person banned. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that seems draconian. Yeah, so I can't remember what game it was, but that's pretty that's pretty crazy because I mean the the fact that you can just use that outside source means that you can't. There isn't going to be a dynamic of, I need to get this secret to somebody that's across the galaxy. Uh, because you can just call them up or text them or something. Right. Right, but I, I I think they talked before to solve that problem that there would be like encryption and stuff like that. And, yeah. and they, that they would make it necessary for you to go through uh, an NPC. That's uh, true, but there can be things like, I found this in this location. And you can just you know, send the person the coordinates. Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, uh, on Thursday, I remember Ace was mentioning that there is, and I forget if it was an org or if it was, um, uh, some other group outside, outside of game group that was trying to solicit folks to come, uh, do role playing in Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think for that kind of gameplay, um, this in-game chat is going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, very cool. All right. Well, um, in uh, Reverse the Verse last week, um, we learned that the Endeavor and the Crucible are being concepted now. Yay! I'm Endeavor. I'm kind of excited. Like, it's not a ship that I'm going to get, but I'm kind of excited about the Crucible. I really want to see what they do with that ship. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the rolling mechanic uh, shop just it just sounds really cool you know it's it sounds like there's a lot of room for them to be creative with that ship the way that they're talking about how it, it'll be able to open on its side so that you're able to basically dock alongside a larger damaged ship um, or you'll be able to um, you know to work to work uh, EVA out to uh, yeah. work on ships and I just yeah I'm I'm really I'm very excited. Even though I don't want to buy it, I'm very excited to see what that ship looks like. Well, it's funny that this role hasn't been covered yet because it's like one of the most important things. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to have repairs. Yeah. 
This is true. I myself am excited for the Endeavor. I want to see what that looks like. Which um, one is this? The Endeavor is the uh, science um, floating oh, science right. station. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. The the dedicated like the the Enterprise kind of isn't it? Like isn't it like like the, if the Carrick was uh, uh, Serenity, then the Endeavor is the Enterprise. Um. Yeah, I, I guess so. That might work. Um. But it, it, it well, it comes in a couple of variants. The uh, it has the scientific research variant, and then also it can be outfitted as a Hope class hospital ship. Nice. Um, and uh, it will, uh, when it's uh, configured as the hospital ship, it will uh, allow you to park a Cutlass Red inside of it. Um, so I'm hoping that configured as the science vessel, you'd be able to park a Reliant inside of it. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. It, it makes sense. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I was thinking about how so many hospitals are named Mercy. Yeah. And it occurred to me that no hospital should ever have to have mercy on their patients. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an interesting thought. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think actually the mercy um is a group so it's the yeah. sisters of mercy yeah i think uh, you're right yeah yeah but um um so wait, wait did you see did you see how little muscle I, I needed to use to pull down the fourth wall there <laughs> very little it's amazing yeah. amazing actually it was just just the one between my ears uh-huh uh-huh so um uh what they said is, of course, that Chris has some changes that he wants made uh, before we get to see these ships. Um, so, you know, that's that's to be expected. And that I, I thought this was pretty cool, that the Endeavor is inspired by the discovery from 2001, A Space Odyssey. So um, I'm trying to remember what that ship looks like. I should probably Google that up to get a visual in my mind. It, it looks it's like, like a spindle. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. It's a, a swirly. A rod. Yeah. With so sort of, sort of like, oh yeah, okay. So, um, wow. So it, it kind of looks like a, like one of the Hull series, except without the um, without the boxes. Yeah, it's actually designed for artificial gravity, uh-huh. so it spins to create centrifugal force. I think that's how they explain gravity, the artificial gravity in that movie. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, now remember though the the giant spinning ship is the um, is the way station. The actual ship from two thousand one Space Odyssey is the one that looks like the one from Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> John has no idea what I'm talking about. No, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still, it's got a basically it's, it's got a ball on the front. And then yeah. it's long and thin through the back, and then uh, through the through the the length of the ship, and then it's got its engines in the back. the The larger spiraling uh, ship was actually the space station or the halfway point um, that uh, was orbiting Earth. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at this thing. This is cool. I mean, how cool would it be if it looked like that? Google Josie and the Pussycats in space. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, this makes great radio, doesn't it? It's like three guys searching the interwebs. 
Okay. Well, so um, anyway, they're working on its modularity too. So um, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping that's the next one. I'm hoping that's the next one. Although I, I think I heard somewhere that the Genesis is getting pretty close to, which is, I guess is like the Starliner. Well, they um, they said they're going to start pushing ships out faster and faster, but the Genesis isn't going to be available for um, for concept sale. Is it? I thought it was. I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe no, not. I think the Genesis is like if I, I I could be wrong, but I think the Genesis was just um, is basically the, the 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 transport ship that moves people without uh, ships to and from different systems. Okay. Well, let's look on the stretch goal page here. Um, let's see. What is is a uh, Starliner, right? Um, Genesis class Starliner. Yeah, it's a concept sale. Wow. I mean, is the, you know, let's see, the ship uh, utilizes award-winning... Da, 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 da. It, was, it was a stretch goal. It was the $62 million stretch goal. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a concept ship, I guess. Right, right, right. It's, that's, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Um, I was under the impression that um, it was basically like... Um, Again, going back to Star Wars Galaxies, it was the sh- like you know when you were waiting at the starport and you basically jumped onto a ship and went from system to system because mm-hmm. um, they are going to have to have something in game that allows for people to travel that don't have ships. So I was under the impression that that's what that ship was. Well, I mean, I hope that you would be able to do that as a profession, you know? Yeah, like well, a taxi, the, um, the uh, yeah, or like a, a bus driver, you know? Um, yeah, I think that sounds fun. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like like what what was that game? Well, yeah, like you do it in Grand Theft Auto, you know? You just you, you know, you just jack a Genesis and you you uh pick up fares. <laughs> nice. Is that Yeah. Can you actually do that? Yeah, you can take fares in uh, GTA. I never did that. Yeah. I rode yeah, in a taxi, but I paid for it myself. <laughs> I would um I would think the 890 jump though is going to fill that role for players. Yeah, but I mean, but that's a luxury yacht. I mean, that's yeah, that's like that's you know, that's rich and famous. You're gonna take that, fly that out to Flossed in Paradise, and uh, watch Ruby Rod uh, put on a show for you. Mm-hmm. You want to be the get in the back of the bus guy, huh? <laughs> that's right. I am Mortipas. Um. So okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled for uh, for the coming of the next concept sale. Did you um, say that was it, the Gemini? The Gemini is the um, the that was the stretch goal Starliner the Genesis class Genesis class Starliner. Okay, what's the Star G? What's the G in that? Oh, the Star G is the um, is the uh, Starfarer is the military variant of the yeah, Starfarer. I thought there was a the G stood for something. Gemini. They're both Gemini. No Genesis. Genesis Gen- is the Starliner. Genesis. Okay. So so okay, so the stretch gold ship that we're talking about right now is Genesis. Correct. Okay. Starfarer's Gemini. That's what I thought. Y- yeah. Please disregard anything said to this point in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the next the next six minutes are gonna be quality radio. <laughs> All right. So um you know the guys from Ilphonic, they confirmed that wearing a heavy helmet is going to limit abilities to see and move around. I think we had talked about that on, on a previous show. It's like how, how much is, how impactful is wearing heavy armor going to be? Yeah. And they said, well, yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to make a difference. You're not going to be able to, see, if you're wearing like the, the big, um, 
uh, awesome armor suit. You're not going to be able to see as well, and you're not going to be able to move uh, as well, and you're going to be less um, less able to get out of the way of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it well, looks pretty horrible in the screenshots. Yeah, and that's that's the obvious balance with you know wearing the heavy you know the heavy armor. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm just excited at the potential that I can slip up behind them and stick my dagger between the collar and the helmet and slice their throat. Oh my! That sounds great. Hey, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, until until I I trip something and he he turns around and sets me on fire with a flamethrower. Then that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought you were going to no be fun. hacking them in first person. How do you hack their suit? <laughs> just, just hack it so that like the helmet spins around backwards. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! You need a hack time like the guy in uh, Kung Fury. Oh, did you watch it yet? No, I haven't. But (laughs) I I have some notes for the next show. We're we're talking about it in the next show. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, and um, we learned from uh, Ten for the Artists, uh, episode number two, which happened since last time, that ships other than the Starfare will be able to scoop, 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 (laughs) scoop, fuel. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I was kind of looking forward to Star G having the uh, the monopoly on uh, on uh, on fuel for the ships. I, uh, yeah, yeah I, I can't I can't imagine it's going to be the same quantity though. Yeah, no, no. I mean, but it's got to be like you know, in Elite Dangerous, where you can outfit any ship with a uh, with a fuel scoop and uh, you know s- sip up little little bits of fuel to you know sort of supplement, but. Um, but that, that was the first that I had heard about that, that, uh, you know, um, that there would be that, um, that, uh, functionality. Like, I mean, are you going to be able to mount this thing on a Hornet? If you do, 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 what, what do you have to give up to be able to yeah, do it? Yeah. I mean, is it, or is it only going to be for ships of a certain size? I mean, will it be like for, you know, um, ships like large ships only large ships or, you know, maybe medium ships like a Cutlass will be able to do it, but a small ship won't. Well, in Elite, if you don't have the fuel scoop and you don't and you run out of fuel, and there's no station near you, mm-hmm. you're dead. Like, yeah, you can't call someone to bring you fuel or anything. Nope. Nope. Um, so I I, th- I think it would be cool if only certain ships like the Starfarer could have the scoop, and then yep. other ships if they are run out of fuel and there's nobody nearby then they need to call somebody with a starfare to come refuel star g call me yeah <laughs> reasonable rates um so it's my understanding though that there's going to be multiple fuel types and the, i think they were saying that you'll never be 100% dead like you might not be able to to uh to enter a jump point you know, you might be out of whatever whatever that fuel is, but that you should still have enough um, engine thrust to be able to get, you know, to be able to get someplace to refuel. Well, also, I mean, even if you were to run out of fuel completely, if you are, if you have momentum, there's, unless you run into something, that's not going to stop, right? Oh, you well, think. yeah, but you got to be moving fast. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. in Elite, it actually says how long it would take you to get to the nearest destination. And Light years. Yeah, when I got <laughs> stuck, it said like seven years. So <laughs> I have to Great. fly at top speed because I had like regular fuel, but I didn't have jump fuel. Um, uh-huh. And it, yeah, it just said like seven years. So I could have sat there for seven years <laughs> trying to get there. But 
I had more uh, important things to do. You know, the, the guy that's counting rocks, the guy that is, uh, you know, a moisture farmer, that's what he's out there doing that right now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't, you, you got to take your time with that stuff. Yeah, you you have to plan out your route. You've got to you know make sure that you compensate for for fuel expenditures and all that kind of good stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just I'm going to have moisture farmer in my head for a while. Here. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of hornets and whether or not they can scoop 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 fuel or not, <laughs> you can test drive them bad boys all week long for free. Can That's you? right. Or is you it over can. by now? No, 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 no. no, no, no just no. started. Just started. Oh, okay. Okay, so all of the uh, fighter ships are available for test drive. Um, the uh, the Gladius, the Gladiator, uh, all of the Hornet varieties, including the Super Hornet. Um, so, um, you know, if you uh, if you haven't uh, flown one before, you're wondering what it's like, go out there and, and check it out. I mean, if you haven't flown a Gladiator, highly recommend you do it. it it's... Um, it's not a. It's less, even less nimble than the uh, the Hornet, but uh, you know, it's just having that many missiles is, is fun for at least a little while. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I want to try actually, because that's the only one I haven't flown yet. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah definitely check it out. It, it's it's a fun ship. Do you still have and, one? No, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> of course no. you don't. No, no. That was ha- what? What did it? What did I melt? I melted the. Remember when I cut off the anvil wing of my hangar? Um, what did I? Um, what did I do that for? Oh, I was for the Star G when I got the the Star G and the uh, the Gladius. Oh, yeah. so I sw- oh, oh, I hey, swapped. hey, Glee. Yeah. When yeah, when when the Endeavor comes out, you can park your Cutlass Red on. Oh wait, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, when the Endeavor comes out, we have to decide what goes into the fire. <laughs> oh, poor poor ships. Well, we know the Avenger isn't going in, so because uh, you know Space Santa and all, mm-hmm. but, you know everything else is fair game except for the Redeemer. I love my Redeemer. My Redeemer's so cool. I want to fly it so bad. I hope that it, it happens soon. I hope that it comes out before we. I don't. I hope we don't have to wait till uh, 2.0 to to fly the Redeemer. Well, they showed it off with FPS the first yeah. first time, so maybe I'm hope, I'm, that's when it'll be ready. I'm hoping that I'd be able to like shuttle you guys over to Gold Horizon, you know, instead yeah. of uh, that'll be so. Anyway, well, um, and speaking of the second half of the show, I want to tease this. Um, there, there was a little incident we discussed uh, earlier, uh, having to do with Mister Disco Lando, and um, uh, there was not a whole lot of uh, communication uh from uh, CIG at first about it um of course we were talking about the leak mm, and the leak. um and uh Ben uh, Ben Lesnick did come out and post something um uh, on the 26th and he uh, he said not to fear that development will continue we'll take some time to look at security and social media policy but it isn't going to change how much we share or what our goals for Star Citizen are i don't think there will be a statement beyond asking that backers please do not share content that spoils elements of Squadron 42 for other fl- players. I've asked that the mods keep everything off of our forums and other communities like Reddit are free to set their own rules. So with that, um, I think we can wrap it up until next time when we follow up on that some more. And Dang. unless you guys got something you need to, uh, to add before we uh, sign off, before we wrap that puppy... That was really condensed. (laughs) 
I know it's a we're 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 right at an hour. We're we're getting good at uh, at meeting our uh, meeting our timelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. People That's are not going to be happy with us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where's my eighteen-hour podcast? <laughs> well, I it was who was it uh, the other night was saying? I think it's Vendus. Vendus is uh, is looking to get another a new job that's going to extend his commute to like three hours a day. Ouch. Oh man. So he said he, he wants 18 hours a week of podcasts. So. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, we've got another hour coming up in just a couple of minutes that's going to go live the day after this one. That's right. That's right. So, um, all right then. Um, you know, support Engine. They power our website. Go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkins. Please check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. And you can find me, I am Gleep. You can tweet me at the at House Gleep. And you can also email me, Gleep at firstcast.org. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, you can find me uh, most chatty on Twitter at uh, Jimmy Croker. And then uh, you can find me at uh, as Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N, just about everywhere else. Uh, Versecast.org, uh, Steam, uh, and that's my handle over at uh, RSI. Fantastic, John. You can find me on Twitter at the only Jonto. That's like Tonto only with a J. You can email me at John at Versecast.org. You can also email the show at comms at Versecast.org. We'd love to get your emails. We'll read them on the Those Guys with Ships show and yes. cover all that stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Versecast. We will follow you back and you can DM us. Um, be sure to use the hashtag TGWS when you're tweeting so Please. that we can find all your cool tweets. Yep. Head over to robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast to join those guys with ships. We would love to have you. I think we're sitting at 150 members. 151! Dang. We're looking, we're looking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need more members. Okay, <laughs> John. The world is not enough. We still have a bunch of people that write in um, and say that they've been listening to the show for months and they're just now joining. Mm-hmm. So, why are you listening to the show and not joining? <laughs> uh, you can find maybe, our... maybe it's the the exorbitant entry fee. Yes. Oh, that's Which right. Is it's zero. Free. It's free. It's cheaper than Star Citizen. You just go to the website, to the URL, and you can join for free. There's no, like, you don't need any special ships. You don't need a special hat. You don't even need, it's like not even black tie. Like nope. a red tie would do. No tie. We even no- we even allow no shirt, no shoes <laughs> service. <laughs> We don't do a background check. No, no, <laughs> no checks at all. all. We maybe we should, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, head over to versecast.org where we have our forums and our mobile server. Fifty slots where we uh, we have a bunch of people hanging out all the time, playing games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, please head over to iTunes, search for Versecast. Uh, we would really appreciate your review. And make sure to come out on every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time for Aces Flight Academy. And also Mm -hmm. at 6 o'clock Pacific on Sunday 
for our general meetup where we just fly around, shoot each other, just have fun in Star Citizen and whatever else games we want to play. Um, and make sure to download those guys with Ships Show every Wednesday. Post a day after this show, and it's all our community stuff with a bunch of other cool stuff thrown in there. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, that show has been getting more downloads than the main show. Wow. So I don't, I don't yeah. know how that's happening, but people like it's the community. The, it's the croaker effect. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. The croaker effect, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, suddenly, I suddenly see a picture of myself in 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 a picture of myself. <laughs> no, you're painting a picture of yourself. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Um, well, uh, with that image all firmly <laughs> s- stuck in our brains, until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Verse Cast. See you guys. See you in the verse. See ya. Why do you get to say see ya twice? Yeah.